Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. Marriott's on the move. What? Marriott's on the move. Again? Marriott's on the, Marriott's on the, Marriott's on the move. If you are dreaming about moving to a new city to pursue the life of your dreams, this podcast is for you. Moving 18 times in 22 years to five of the top cities in America, I know it's not easy to make those decisions alone. So I help individuals develop the dream, the plan, and the move, even if we need to get scrappy to get you there. I'll be doing interviews, career and city spotlights, and sharing my crazy moving stories, tips, tricks, and scams to avoid. My Fred Framework will help you see just how attainable your dreams are. Now let's get moving. Welcome to the show, everybody. I am so super excited for our guest today. Her name is Allie Wensky, and she is the Art of Happy Moving author. Like me, she is a fellow mover and absolutely loves that process, sort of, right? But she has moved many times. I think it's like up to 11, right? Uh, 10 times in 11 years. 10 times in 11 years. So you, just like me, kind of have it all put together. But you and I met several years ago when the book came out. I think somebody sent it to me on Facebook or Instagram. And I was like, thank the Lord. Someone wrote a book about moving. I remember getting it and diving in. I was like, oh my gosh, anything that I would ever put in a book about moving, you did. So thank you so much for writing that on my behalf. (laughs) (laughs) But also welcome to the show. I'm so super excited to have you. Well, thank you so much. And I I do think you should write the sequel. uh... (laughs) (laughs) Maybe I should. (laughs) <laughs> we, a lot has changed since since we moved, you yes. know, I mean, even just in the last couple of years with the pandemic, there's like so many more scams. People are moving all over the country because they can now. It's remote. What are you seeing out there in Chicago? Yeah, that's true. It's been interesting seeing how the world has changed with people being able to work from home, that that has really opened up the possibilities for people to live wherever they want to be and still be working at their same company. It's amazing to me that it's lasted this long because I thought it was going to be something that companies allowed you to do for a little while, but it seems like a lot of companies are continuing to allow it. And it doesn't seem like that's going to be changing. Another thing I've seen a lot of too are um, grandparents moving to the area to be closer to their children. And so I think that just with the pandemic, the difficulty of traveling that people have realized wait, I, I want to be close to family in case something like this happens again and we're going to be separated. So th- that is one change that I've seen as well. Yeah. Living in North Carolina, especially with the winter being what it's been this winter. So as of recording, this is the end of February. Normally we would have a little bit of snow. I mean, maybe like an inch or two, but even here, like it was 85 degrees here last week. I mean, we're, we're I'm very jealous. 70s, right? <laughs> you can come down and visit anytime. <laughs> I would love to. Right? Well, but so like, how has that impact? Because you've moved all over. Why don't we like take a step back and go through kind of your origin story here? Because you're, we lived somewhat parallel lives, which I absolutely love. Another thing that we connected on, but tell us a little bit about your background and how you kind of came to this point. Sure. So I moved 10 times in 11 years from Massachusetts to Maryland, to Ohio, to California, to Illinois, to Tennessee and back to Illinois with a few local moves in there as well. 
And I'm originally from Miami, Florida. So I've covered a lot of the country in my various moves. And people often ask, why? (laughs) Why would you make so many moves? And it's because of school and jobs. So I went to law school, my husband went to med school. And so that kind of had us crisscrossing the country and yeah, and trying new places. Well, and law school probably comes really in handy for you now being a real estate agent. How does that kind of factor in to all of this? Yeah, well, their contracts are, I mean, it's the biggest financial purchase that you will ever make for many people in their lives. And so I don't practice as a real estate attorney. And so there will be a real estate attorney involved in our deals here in Illinois. Not every state is a lawyer state for real estate transactions, but here it is. And so it's just nice. I like that I I understand the legalese of things when we're going through it. And it's just fun. It's fun being able to use the skills that I brought in from my past lives into becoming a real estate agent. Well, so that's absolutely new. I didn't know that not every state is an attorney state. What does Mm -hmm. that mean? So when we lived in Tennessee, for example, there were no attorneys involved in our real estate transaction. And so, yeah, you just kind of go in, sign documents really quickly, and then you're out. It was a very different experience. And I recommend getting an attorney if possible. And yet in a lot of states, it's just not the custom. So what, maybe go into that a little bit further, because I know a lot of people that listen to the show, I've been told are first time buyers or want to be a first time buyer. So they're kind of getting their ducks in a row, doing some research, kind of easing into this. But what, what is an attorney going to bring to the table that maybe somebody that is just working with a real estate agent in that type of state isn't going to get? That's a great question. I, and I don't want to be knocking any of the states that don't have attorneys, but there's a lot to know with clear title or if there are certain encroachments or other things that might happen in the real estate transaction that I'm hopeful that the title companies and the real estate agents are covering that. But it's a whole, I mean, there are a lot of different questions that are involved in property exchanges. So I think it is worth the money if you're willing to do it to have someone look into it. But again, when it's not the custom in the state, it's just unusual to do that. So you probably would get some pushback. And it's really not that expensive. I mean, every state that I've lived in has been an attorney state. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't, I think the most I've ever paid is like three or $400. Total. It varies. Yeah, yeah. I would say around here, it's, it's more than that, but it, it, yeah, it varies. And they build it into all the closing costs and all of that. So it's not like you're paying somebody directly. Right. You typically pay at the end of closing, but that also varies depending on, yes. (laughs) I feel like I have a little asterisk next to everything I'm saying, like varies by state. Right, right, right. (laughs) Well, what was the easiest state for you to buy a home in? Probably Tennessee because there were no attorneys involved. However, had there been an issue, we might not have known about it. So it's really there to protect you in case something goes wrong is what you're hiring an attorney to make sure you're, you're not getting into something you shouldn't be getting into. But we didn't know. Yeah. <laughs> we signed all the documents. It was a really quick, easy go. transaction. So that was probably the easiest one. Yeah, I think a lot of people are moving down to those Southern states like the Tennessees and South Carolina, North Carolina, just because of the snow. Like, I feel like every time we have a bad winter in Chicago, everybody's like, I'm out. I'm taking it. We're going south. We're going to be a snowbird, have a place somewhere down there. I actually, my best friend, her mother is actually building a house in Tennessee right now. And she's like, I can't do winters anymore. So it's, it's, it's there. But so you're up in the Northwest suburbs. Let's talk a little bit about Wilmette and kind of what you're doing out there. Cause a lot of, you know, I love your social media and we'll get into the whole Ryan and Kelly thing. I'm still like so excited for you on that. But 
a lot of what I see you doing is things for your new customers, whether they're like coming in just in the neighborhood or like brand new to the state. So as a real estate agent, you know, how are you making people feel welcome? How are you getting them networked into the the area? Because you do some very unique things. Oh, thank you. Well, all this started really was with my book, The Art of Happy Moving. The reason I wrote it is because it was hard when I moved to Tennessee to meet new people. And that was really the the reason for all of this. For everything that I've done, it's because of that, because I felt very lonely. And so I imagine that there were other people who are in the same situation, moving to a new city and how difficult that could be. So for a long time, many, many years before I wrote my book, before I became a real estate agent, I would host events at the public library where I would teach kids how to feel confident when moving to a new uh, school. And so they're so, I mean, it is my favorite event that I do every year because the kids come in and they're really nervous. They don't know anybody and they kind of sit on the floor. I teach them a lot of body language skills and things like that, of things they can do when to feel confident on the first day of school. And at the end, I mean, you could see the difference in them, the confidence, and they're going up to people, making eye t- contact, Aww. smiling, saying hi. And I've had people you know, get to know each other there. And I see the kids creating friendships, the parents creating friendships. And so for me, like that is the ultimate. That has happened. So I love those events. And in recent years, I have done um, Welcome to Met Week that I host here to welcome the new residents. And so I'll do a coffee shop meetup. We'll meet up at a wine shop. We'll do exercise classes. And so just different ways to get the new residents to get to know one another. Because I think that is, if you are someone who's moving a lot and you're new in town, it's nice to meet the other new people because you're in the same situation and you're both looking to make friends. And so, so yeah, so that's one of the things that I do. I'm also the welcome ambassador for the Wilmette Kennewood Chamber of Commerce. And so I... So I like, you know, I'm like the welcome wagon. So I deliver gift bags to (laughs) all the new residents and has a lot of, you know, gift certificates and pamphlets and stuff from the local businesses. So I love the community. I just, I love living here and I love meeting all the new residents. And, and then I've done a few other things as well, just to welcome the people into the community, like a nonprofit activity fair that I just did. Did you know that a bottle of wine can have up to 300 chemicals in it? Like mega purple, for instance which makes the wine look a little bit more full-bodied, but also turns your teeth and tongue purple. And they can add up to 16 grams of sugar or sweetener concentrates to that same bottle. Check the label of the wine you're drinking. Oh wait, you can't. They don't have to put it on there. You might be ingesting synthetic pesticides and not even know it. Join my Scout and Cellar Wine Club and taste the difference that the clean-crafted commitment that 23 of our vintners around the world make to you ship straight to your home. To learn more, I'll put the link in the show notes or go to scoutandseller.com forward slash Marriott's on the move. Now back to the show. Yeah, you have the fair. You have a fair too. Is that part? That's all part of it. Yeah. I see. I think it's so important too, because especially as an adult, like it's really hard. And I think the last couple of years really showed that like, if you're not, you know, if you're just primarily virtual before you get somewhere, it's really hard to make friends. So it's like, unless you insert yourself into the community, meeting new people, like you cannot build that network. One of the things that I've always kind of relied on are the real estate agents in the towns that I'm moving to, whether it's not, whether or not I'm leasing or renting from someone, a lot of times people don't realize that a real estate agent can help you in the rental process, but it's most real estate agents are doing the home buying and selling and things like that. But 
I think that the real estate agents know the town better than anybody because they're in it constantly. Yeah, I would recommend to anyone who's moving to reach out to a real estate agent, like you said, for leasing too, because it is so helpful having someone who knows the area to show you around and to have you connected with other things like, oh, I need a babysitter, right? Or a hairdresser. A hairdresser, right. Just having somebody. I, I think that is very, very helpful. I also recommend going to the local library and meeting the librarians as well, because they also have a good sense of activities that are going around town. And it depends on the town, but a lot of libraries are kind of a central hub for some activities for families or for seniors. And so it's, it's a nice first stopping point. I actually miss going to the library. Like that was something I lived by one growing up. So I remember riding my bike there and getting, I used to be such an avid reader, but I, I, you forget about the local libraries because everything is like, you buy it on Amazon. But there's this lost art of like checking a book out, having a deadline that you have to read it to, or, you know, read it by, and then bringing it back and finding a new title. So yeah. I love I love idea. the library. <laughs> I'm always no. at the library. So it's a great, you know, instead of heading off to a coffee shop, you could just sit in the library. And yeah, I spend a lot of time there. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. I actually need to find out where my library is here because I, I don't even know. Oh, and, you, and know. Thing is, you don't. Yeah. And a lot of I do a lot of audible, but there's something so nice about having a physical book to like read through and take notes and like not constantly go back 15 seconds to try and get it. And it's all free. And it's <laughs> you all, can just go in and get a stack of books. And, yeah. Yes. So I just go in there sometimes just to like fill my soul, go in and just grab a bunch of books. And I'm like, there's no way I'm going to have time for all of these. But yeah. if I can just go in there and have them sitting next to me, that will make me happy. I know. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And just the smell of them. I don't know what, what it is about the library smell. So let's time out there. Yeah. I'm trying to like remember what I set you up with on the question. So I ask, ask some of those as well. <laughs> I know we get into conversations and then we just keep going, but okay. So Allie, if someone's never bought a home or they haven't moved to a big city before. Like I love the art of happy moving because it really does give you a step-by-step guide of kind of what to do, when to do it. Just like we were just talking about how to make friends and how to like integrate in the community. But what are some of the things that come up when people are moving from a different state out to the Northwest suburbs or to Chicago, like that you hear the most about? Is it meeting friends or what do people struggle with? People don't often seem to be concerned about meeting friends, which is one of the reasons that I wrote the book, because I don't think people think about that until they've already moved and have gotten there. And then you get into a point where you're like, okay, now I want to make friends. And to me, what I found was that in my personal experience, I started to get desperate where I really wanted a friend at a certain point where I was like, oh, I moved the book. Okay. Now where's my friend? Like, I want to go to a coffee shop. Let's go do something. And you can smell that desperation. (laughs) And so it's harder to make friends when you're feeling like you really want to find a friend. And so one of the reasons that I wanted to write the book is so people are aware of kind of the emotional loss that you feel when you go from the highest peak of your social connections, wherever you were before, to starting from scratch. And it's a big jump that you may not be prepared for. And I moved so many times, I wasn't worried about that. Because right. you're, it's like, oh, I've made friends in the past. This will be just as easy as before. But life circumstances can be different. Maybe you had kids or didn't have kids or kids are older or whatever. Things could, it's a different community. Right. And so, yeah, I don't think people think about that as often when they're moving. And I wish they would just to be prepared for it. And like you said, like if you could reach out to someone before you move there and create a connection, then it's a lot easier to go 
from one friend to two friends than it is to go from zero to one. Like that first one of the connection, the community is, is the tough one. Yeah. And I love that you do kind of events because even if somebody has gotten there and has like, has a few friends, like most of the places that I've moved to. And I think you're very similar where you knew like one or two people, but then you reconnect with those people and you're like, Oh, maybe we've kind of grown apart. It's not the same. Cause it, it really is hard to make friends as an adult, especially if you work online or you work remotely, you're not going into an office where you can like grab lunch with somebody or, you know, so you almost have to get out. And I know, I remember in the book, you talked about that, like kind of pushing yourself to get out. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's a really good piece of advice. And it's hard when you're comfortable. I feel like we've all gotten very comfortable at home with the pandemic where we realize, like, you know, like, if I had to, I could stay at home for a very long time. (laughs) And so to get out of your comfort zone and just get out there and to try new things. And so the activity fair that I hosted recently was a 20 nonprofit organizations that were here. And the reason that I, I really wanted to do this is because people have so many different interests. And so if you can find whatever your passion is, like there's a place here called Go Green Will Met. And so say environmental things are, is really passionate about and then you join a group where other people are also passionate about it. I mean, you're more likely to make a connection than uh, just going to something random. So I'm hopeful that that will help people in the community. Also, just finding ways to volunteer. I think that's one of the best ways to get involved in your community because you get to know people on a deeper level and it's something yeah. you really care about. Yeah. So you have been featured in a lot of different places like the Washington Post, just recently Ryan and Kelly Live, which I'm so excited about. I was like jumping up and down when I saw that post. Oh. I was like, oh my God, it's our girl. <laughs> so how did that all come about? Yeah. So it started really with my book, so which came out a few years ago. And so I was doing a lot of publicity for, for the book and it was 2019. And then things sort of came to a halt come 2020. And so they reached out to me, trying to think when this was, in April. And just said, hey, we, you know, we wanted to have you on before. <laughs> and so now things were coming back. And at that point, when I filmed it, it was still under pretty strict COVID restrictions. Okay. And so I had to you know, have a COVID test immediately before I went online or before I went on live. And the everything, just audience was, it was completely different scenario. So, but it was amazing. They were so nice. Oh, and it was a great, so, so nice. And it was a great yeah. experience. I'm glad I got to meet uh, Ryan's. Ryan before um, he, he just, yeah, he's leaving. So I actually met him. So when I was living in Chicago, right after college, I actually met him. He was, this was before American Idol or before he got big. He was doing like a fashion show in the middle of Marshall Fields, which, I mean, do you remember Marshall Mm -hmm, Fields? Like even that's like a Chicago treasure. (laughs) I'm still so sad that it went away. Like there's like keepsakes here and there. Like my family is very big on family heirlooms and the Marshall Fields family heirlooms. Like Oh my gosh. They're like, we hold them with kick gloves. Cause it's just so we just loved it. But, but yeah, he was the, the nicest guy ever. So I can see how he's done so well in his career because, you know, he treats everybody like a normal human, but he's not a normal, he's like big time and, and has his hands in everything. So yeah, he was, they were both so friendly and really made me feel at home and <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Have you heard of Monate? Or Modern Nature? I hadn't either before my friend Monica was raving about their skincare products that she's obsessed with. I took their hair quiz to find out which product line would be best for me since I just happened to be looking for new shampoo and conditioner, and I signed up for their VIP package that got me a little bit of everything to try out. 
Turns out they are the first anti-aging hair care line in the world, which I didn't even know was a thing. And their products are gluten-free, vegan, and Leaping Bunny certified, which means they're never tested on animals. Now, I'm obsessed with their rich formulations that feature botanical extracts, essential oils, and other naturally-based ingredients, and I want to share those products with you. I'll put the link in the show notes, or you can hit the faves page on my website. It's safe, EU-approved, and clinically tested by third parties. So essentially, robustness approved. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. So I know we've talked a lot about uh, making friends in new towns, but what are some other things that you think are important for people to know? Yeah. So the first thing I do when I have clients is I do give them my book just to help. Like you said, it lays out a lot of the different things of what you should do. Declutter, declutter, declutter. Yes. I want to just throw That's that huge. out there. Just declutter. Well, <laughs> it will make your life so much easier. Yeah. I love what you said is like, even if you're just decluttering, pretend like you're moving and take a picture of that room and see what stands out. Cause like, Oh my gosh, that was genius. Cause it, you really do see things in a picture that you wouldn't want other people to see. <laughs> Absolutely. So. Yeah. So I do recommend when you are moving to imagine you were staging your home to sell. It doesn't matter if you're renting, like whatever you're doing, just imagine that if you had those pictures online, what would you think? Like, Oh, would my house be, be ready for sale? And I'm not just talking about clutter of like bags sitting around or papers. Look at your furniture. And does it fit in the space? Do you like it? And so when we were during you know, COVID and we were locked down, I'm like, okay, we're decluttering as if we're moving. And I went around and I started looking at furniture with a critical eye where if we were going to move, would this piece of furniture move with us? And a lot of it didn't make the cut. Right. <laughs> so well, and we it's realized, expensive, like, okay, right? You, yes. I mean, you're paying by the pound when you go state to state. So like, that's an even bigger thing because furniture is heavy. Exactly. So I have a guide in my book about how to declutter for a move. And a lot of it is based on weight where you should be thinking about your books and furniture and things like that. So the biggie, bigger and bulkier items and decluttering in that way, because it is different when you're moving because you're paying for it. <laughs> Every single pound. Like yeah. <laughs> I know that if I take my washer and dryer, which I've only done twice, but I know of about, I have about 11,000 pounds worth of stuff and everybody's like, oh my gosh, that's insane. But it's not. Think about it. Just your mattress alone is heavy and like you move all your clothes and like just random things here and there. All of a sudden you're like, do I really need this? Because it weighs about four pounds. Yes. You know, you're, you're paying for that. <laughs> but a local move, you're only paying by the hour. So it really mm -hmm. doesn't matter. Yeah. Although I think again, just it's not just about the cost of it, but thinking, what do you want to bring into your new space? Like this is a fresh, clean slate. And to start where taking the Marie Kondo of like what sparks joy, but really like, what are the things that you love to bring into your new space and not bringing in all the clutter with you? Because this is a perfect time to declutter is when you're moving and to just really whittle down to what makes you happy. Yeah. I love the fresh start. I think that that's something I, I have often decluttered and then I somehow will buy new things for my new home. And it kind of like all comes back to me, but. But there are things that you love. Like there's a reason yeah. you've bought the new things and, yeah. and yeah. New colors in your space, new right. rooms, new ways to like move your furniture. But I would love to talk a little bit about Wilmette because it's right outside of Chicago. It's like a, what, half an hour max outside to get into the city limits. So what do you love about the Northwest suburbs of Chicago? So I, yes, I love Chicago's North Shore. We are right on Lake Michigan. And so, as I said, I'm originally from Miami, Florida. So being by the water to me is just such a gift. And so I will go there. I can go on runs over there, walking, biking. And the people here are just amazing. 
it's really a kind, caring community. And so people, they, they kind of like all jump in and help one another and carpools, all of that. Like, it's just, it is a really wonderful community. And there's, I don't know, there's like everything I just love. I'm like a cheerleader for Wilmette because there's so many things that I love about it. The restaurants are great. The schools are great. People, a lot of people move here for the schools because they are some of the top rated schools. And my kids are thriving in the school system, which has been great. That's awesome. Yeah. And it's also, I love being the, the proximity to Chicago. So you can hop on the Metro and you're downtown within 30 minutes. You can also drive down there also depending on traffic, 30 minutes. And so we have everything that Chicago has to offer right here. Like I love going to comedy clubs and to the Broadway shows. And yeah. so there's just, it's just a great place to live. That is a really great point. I mean, Chicago has some of the best public transportation, I think only to maybe New York City. I mean, we've got the L, which is the elevated subway. We've got the Metro that goes out to all of the suburbs. I mean, you you could practically go out to almost Wisconsin based on how far the Metro goes out. So it is one of those cities that you don't technically have to have a car. But I think if you're living up in the suburbs, it makes it very easy, especially with, I was just talking to somebody this weekend and she moved to Tampa and she sold her car. She just, she wanted to have just, she wanted to take public transportation or take an Uber. And with the way car payments are these days and how expensive cars were during the pandemic. I mean, some people have very, I think the, I heard the average car payment these days is like $450. And so if you think about it, like depending on where you're going, especially like in a town where like Wilmette, where you can go, you can live like downtown Wilmette. There's like cute little shops. You've got grocery stores, clothing boutiques, like bars, everything's kind of right in a vicinity. It's nice to not have a car, but if you want to get down in the city and do that, you can. We also have, it's like what, an hour and a half from Milwaukee out there mm-hmm. too. That's another yeah. big place in the summer that people go to as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, I love it. So just kind of thinking ahead, if money was no option, Allie, where would you live? Oh, that's a tough question. I, I know, the dream. Um, I would debating between Hawaii and Italy. Oh, so, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Can I split it half and half? Can, okay, think. perfect. We in my imaginary to... scenario, I could do both. <laughs> you could be like a reverse snowbird or what, you know, yeah. like the spend the summers in Italy, which would be amazing. And then the winters. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I actually, I, what about you? What's your, where would you go? I think the same Italy. I, well, I've never been, so I can't really say that yet, but I am learning Italian. I think you a little Italian as well, right? Mm -hmm. I, that might be something that we have to like communicate on because I, I just recently started, I watched what's it called searching for Italy with Stanley Tucci. And I have all of a sudden become obsessed with Italy. I'm like, I'm going to learn how to speak Italian. I want to go there. I want to spend two weeks and just like see the culture, see all kinds of different places. But I have actually like through the years, I started learning Portuguese. I start. I learned a little bit of Spanish, a little bit of French in high school. So it's like I, I now take Italian and it's kind of a mix of a lot of those. So yes. it's been a lot easier because their words sound like a lot of words that are in other languages too. So you've been to Italy though, right? I have, yes. And oh. I studied uh, French, Spanish, and Italian literature in college. You did? So I did, yes. <laughs> wow, <laughs> so multi-passionate between that and law. <laughs> and so I did a uh, study abroad and I just, I love Italy and I love Italian. Just the, I could be there all the time and just listening to the sounds. I know. Oh my gosh. Well, so if somebody is moving from out of state to Illinois, what are some of the quirky things that they should know about? 
Well, I would say one thing is buy a coat, <laughs> a really yeah. good winter coat and Fair, boots. Like a big puffy jacket. <laughs> big winter, yes. So that was one thing as a Floridian that it took me a little while to learn that it does. It shouldn't just look cute. Like it should be yeah. functional. functional. And I would, so this is my, I don't know if it's quirky, but to be open to how friendly people are. Because I had moved all around the country. And I, when we moved to downtown Chicago, I was amazed. We were in an apartment building that my neighbor came over and like brought me cookies. And I couldn't believe it. We had lived everywhere. I was like, well, people right. really do this. Yeah, like, this is like, for real. We're, I'm like in an apartment. We're in our 20s. Like it just seemed I was so surprised. And what I have heard from a lot of other people who've moved to Wilmette in this area, they're like, everyone is so nice. Yeah. Is this for real? Or yeah. are they like, pretending and then people will like, you know, not be nice later. And so I know that might sound strange, but it is, it is different how open and friendly people are. And so I guess just be ready, be ready for the cookies. (laughs) I'm pretty obsessed with Savvy. I think I have almost every sports bra they make because let's face it, they keep the girls high and tight, just like their leggings. And I love them because I am always moving and I don't mean relocating this time. I'm either working out, grabbing brunch, going on a date with Nick, going to work or a work event. And even if I'm just lounging around the house, I can wear savvy for all of them. I have four of their dusters and all of their dresses. To prove how great they are, they released a hot pink trucker hat. And guess what it says? Moving forward together. It's like it was made for us. You can check it out on my faves page at marriottsonthemove.com. Don't forget to drop me your email address. I may be giving one of those trucker hats away in a month or two, and you'll only find out when through my Monday mailer. Now, back to the show. Yeah, I think there's a big family feel in Chicago, too, just in mm-hmm. general, because a lot of people like have never moved away from Chicago. So they have their families. They love it. They've maybe traveled other places and just decided, like, I'm content staying here. So I love it. And I really could see that when I lived in New York City, I remember. I had just moved from California, which, you know, Californians are, I think are friendly depending on where you are. But I remember getting into the elevator and I had only been there maybe two or three weeks, but the Chicago is still in me. And so this guy gets on the elevator and he's got a a suitcase and he, I lived in a building that had 30 floors and I'm on the 10th floor. So he came from somewhere above me, right? So tons of apartments. And I said, oh, are you going on a trip? And he just looked at me like, what? And I was like, are you going on a trip? And he's like, yes. And I was like, well, I'm not, I'm not going to break into your apartment. I was just making conversation. Like I'm new here. Like, where are you going? And he's like, oh, and then just kind of looked down and looked at his phone. I'm like, okay, New York, you're not as friendly as Chicago. Got it. Check. I was like, oh, so embarrassed, but oh my gosh. Well, this has been wonderful speaking with you. And I know this is just one of many times of us getting together because I absolutely love you. I think you know that. Feeling is people, mutual. Thank you so much. Where can people find you? Yeah, so I'm Ali Wensky on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, all the places. And then my book, The Art of Happy Moving, is available wherever books are sold. And I have a blog that's artofhappymoving.com, which, which also has awesome. a lot of yeah, which has <laughs> a lot of resources as well. So it's like a one-stop shop for anything you're looking for. They're moving checklists. It has where to look for schools or renting versus buying and all those things. So that's just on my free resources page. That's awesome. Thank you so much for joining. And I can't wait to send people your way. Oh, thank you so much. This was so much fun. Have a great day. You too. Woo-hoo! 
Well, I could go on forever and ever about moving you closer to your dreams, but I probably should save some thoughts for the next episode. A big thanks goes out to you for making time for me today. In making time for me, you are making time for future you, and we are both grateful. Get on my Monday mailer by registering on my website at marriottsonthemove.com, where you can find my blog, all my faves, which if you didn't know by buying yourself something real nice, you are actually supporting the show. It's the gift that keeps on giving, Clark. Be sure to sign up for my mailing list where I put a few nuggets each week that you can't get on the podcast. Thank you to the team at Bear Value for editing genius. Thank you to my brother and my therapist who keep me balanced. And thank you to my assistant, Jacinta, whose Canva prowess makes me look like I know what I'm doing. And to Nick, my favorite boyfriend ever. Oh, my love. Until next time, keep moving forward towards your dreams. Bye for now. Marriott's on the move. What? Marriott's on the move. Again? Marriott's on the, Marriott's on the, Marriott's on the move.